0: Hi, Mike Schoep, Adam Krautwurst. Welcome to the Deep End Dynasty style Thursday night, June 30th. The overriding theme tonight, wide receiver tiers. It's uh, week three of four by position, trying to figure out, you know, the pressing questions at each position. Also, we will find out where the fly is or maybe not. And uh, Scott Fishbowl update, when will soccer end? We might slip it in. It's not actually written out as a thing. And also, uh, a couple other things as we go. Thanks for joining us tonight. Powered by Draft Sharks, we are the deep end. All this preparation, I didn't think I would know where the fly is, but I do. It's right there, it's right next to the camera.
1: There it is.
0: It's the you fly. found it? The fly, you might well, i see it. It's just sitting there very casually. And, you know, I don't want to really disrupt that because he's not bothering me. I don't want to bother him. No. But if he comes and like, lands over here and then, oh, 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 right by the microphone, <laughs> then we might have to do something.
1: Feel free. Listen, there's, I don't think many people from PETA are watching this. Feel free to get the fly swatter out, you know. Oh
0: so no. <laughs> no okay all right here we go no no i'm just <laughs> how old do flies live to be a day do you, do you know the yeah right
1: no, i think it I depends don't. in my house not not very long
0: it depends on nutrition what their nutrition if they, if they, if they eat right they <laughs> can live right. to be uh many years old but if they don't it's not good it's not pretty no all right scott fishbowl is coming up do we have something else first no that's okay. it. So the big event is two weeks from tonight. We have a link to share in Buffalo. If you're in Western New York or want to visit Western New York at the absolute best time of year to do so when it's perfect out like every day, I wish I could have been up on the deck tonight, but I knew I was going to have to read something on the screen and it's too bright. So yeah. uh, <laughs> me and my 50 year old self came down here to the basement and uh, it'll have to do, but two weeks from tonight, July 14th, Scott fishbowl two live drafts at big ditch brewing company in Buffalo on Tuesday's show, which is more geared toward high stakes. We drafted the order of each league. That was really fun. Adam and I each got the one Oh four different <laughs> leagues. That's funny. Adam declared himself to be in the group of death, which is also funny. Uh, but for $75, you get free buffet and free non-alcoholic drinks. Hang out with us, Thurman Thomas, Louis G, who's been on the show, Zach Kruger, Nick Costantino, and Sean Sustman who won the Sean Stutzman who won the half million of the FFPC main event. Guys, you've seen on the show before. We're all going to be together two weeks from tonight at Big Ditch Brewing Company in Buffalo. If you follow me on Twitter or even Adam, Adam has sent out links. You can join us there. Tickets are still available. They've just gone on sale. So time is now to uh, Jump in. Tons of great basket raffle prizes, too. For $75, yes, you're going to a fantasy football draft, but you might meet Thurman. He'll be there. 250-person limit. And two drafts. So if you care about fantasy at all, which every single person watching here does, except when it's a passenger in a car with someone driving who's forcing them to listen to this, then <laughs> you, you probably will want to be there, I think.
1: Yeah, no, it's going to be a great night. Uh, that If you go to our... Um... The comment section here on the draft sharks youtube you can find the link for the, for the tickets uh, it's going to be amazing i can't i can't wait i mean listen not many people if you want to come watch the draft great if you want to come and mingle it's a, it's a night out uh definitely come mike i started a gofundme today for the events probably two hours ago so wow. i'm looking to raise as much money as i can for this bad boy and uh i'm excited
0: yeah it will be uh really special is there anything else you want to get to before wide receiver tiers?
1: Um, the bulldog.
0: So real quick, it's not high stakes night; it's dynasty night. But yeah, underdog is where all the action has been. A lot of the action has been here this summer, and their new fantasy tournament is called the Bulldog. It's five hundred bucks, limit of six entries. Yep, twenty thousand up top. Two hundred sixteen teams like in total I think so it's maybe what is that going to be uh 15 leagues is 180 plus 36 three 18 leagues
1: carry the four
0: are you there are you going in oh oh of course of course of course
1: of course come on I mean all my draft sharks brethren messaged me today said hey is this is this high enough stakes for you I'm always you know messing joking about the ten dollars the five dollars. Yes, it, it it is, it is and the I like the advancement rate, it's very similar to the FFPC best ball tournament. It's four out of twelve and then two out of six, two out of six. Um, with 20k up top, only six entries max per person. So I like I, I like that so we don't have to get too crazy with trying to get with it with our structures. Um, and uh it pays out one third of the field, which is which is not like underdog to, to do that. So um, I really like it. And I'm, I'm definitely going to be involved. The problem is, you know, high stakes guys like me, we're already, I mean, it, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the 5k at FFPC. I'm in the, uh, a bunch of main events over there. I'm in the 2,500. I'm in the 3k, you know, I got a bunch of leagues over at FFWC, you know, a lot of the money's spoken for, but I'll scrounge up, I'll scrounge up a little bit to uh to, to get in this event.
0: Empire Niagara. At well.
1: niagara that's right <laughs> yes.
0: very exciting well that is the deep end i would i would say uh 500 bucks to enter. sure sure louis g and mike christensen two giants in the field who are both also in the scott fishbowl event at big ditch in buffalo they were here last night to draft bbm teams on underdog and we did three we did the thing you and i did where Three, two, one, enter. And yep. I got in and they didn't. Wow. So they, they just went three, two, one, enter again. And they said, come on, come on. So Louis like, you can't do two at once. Of course you can. Hated it. Hated it. I was on my phone. All those under, underdog drafts I've done. Well, all the ones I care about. Like I've been on my computer on this, this thing right yep. here. Yeah, let us apply. And I'm out there on my phone, like the clock is running out and it's just, it was fast. I mean, it's fast anyway, but two at once, what every third round or so it lined up where they were both on the clock at the same time. One thing, one takeaway. Then we did one because we wanted to do one, the three of us, we could all concentrate. We did a third one after, which is pretty far gone at that point. But I know I drafted one player on all three teams. Who is that likely to be? Who is that likely to be? If you draft, you do three best ball manias, like in very short period of time, who is the caliber of player you're probably looking at that you drafted all three times? Because the first round, like position,
1: right. Position has a lot to do with this. So you're looking at maybe something past round five or six. I'm going to guess it was miles Sanders,
0: Jamal Williams. Oh, it's close. What do you think? Like, Real quick, because we're not going to stay here, but Jamal Williams will play best ball value. Like he's going to be on the field because he's always been on the field for any team he's been on, no matter who else is on the team. Right. And same coach last year, same DeAndre Swift value. If Swift were hurt, I don't know, like it's not sexy. He's almost the definition of sort of a, Oh, you could have been picking this rookie, but you picked Jamal Williams. so You were chump, but I was kind of, I'm, I'm happy to pick him.
1: Yeah, he's in that tier of, you know, non-elite handcuff running backs. It's you just kind of, you know, if you're if you're building maybe two uh two well there's there's a couple of builds you can do. You can do like running back running back early and then forget about it until round 12 and then take your Jamal Williams types or you can go zero RB um or hero RB and and, and still grab your Jamal Williams types but you're just hoping for a little bit more out of them. Um you're hoping for maybe a little bit more injuries, but um, yeah, of course, there's there's, you know, a million running backs in that area. I don't hate any of them. Um, it just depends on who falls to you, you know, by weeks, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, of course, I mean, that's perfect, perfectly fine. I mean, he's got less upside than a lot of the younger guys. But um, but real quick, too, before we move on from the Bulldog, the only other thing I don't the only thing I don't like about the Bulldog is that it's all slow drafts. Yeah, And I understand why they're doing it because they don't want someone to get, you know, it's not going to fill nearly as quickly as all the other drafts. And then I want to get someone stuck, you know, in a situation where they can't draft and the draft starts. And now you're, you have 30 seconds to make a pick. So I get it, but I much prefer guys be on the clock for 30 seconds, sweating it out, having to make those crunch time d- decisions.
0: Again, it's not high stakes night, but you were in the player profiler last night on FFWC. How did that
1: go? I, I was, it went really well um we'll talk liver yeah chop liver billy doesn't even want to talk about you know whatever i'm gonna have to do like 10 more now but it's (laughs) it's funny because it's so it's so um different it's so different than all the other you know you get you got to start through three receivers and i was like i had the second pick finally got a a higher one and i'm like do i go cooper cup or do I christian mccaffrey i'm like i'm gonna go Cup because you got to start three receivers and i have a feeling Receiver is going to fly off the board. And as soon as I saw T Higgins go at 13 overall, I knew I made the right decision to take Cooper cup, came back around took Kelsey at the end of the second round as the tight end. One loved it until I saw Kittle go on like the eighth round. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, but it was my first one. So now, now I know I still like my team, but I, if I could go back, I would change some things. And and now I know, uh, and I'm excited, you know, they're, they're not filling daily yet, But towards the end of July, those drafts will start filling daily, and I think I'm going to pop in a a bunch of those.
0: Player profiler on FFWC. Yes. I have one of those teams. Are you surprised? I do. No, of course not. Of course not. (laughs) not. Louie and I did one on June 11th, which, boy, that feels like at least three weeks ago. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And let's see. Are you pulling it up? Or are we getting locked into this? I don't think so. I don't think so. My Welcome. quarterbacks are Allen and Watson. How
1: did I do? Allen and Watson. I, you, you did great with Josh Allen. I mean, well, here's the thing. Well, when did you get him? Because the draft that I did, Allen went maybe in the 5th, 4th or 5th. And then, I mean, I oh. was able to get Trey Lance in the 15th, I think, and I or 13th. And I took him. I got Kyler Murray in the ninth, And I took Lance just so nobody else could have him. I mean... It got right. it gets to be that bad. Like eventually you gotta you gotta block your opponents, but tight ends fell really far, quarterbacks fell really far. If I could do it again, and I will do more, I will have that in, I will put that in into account.
0: I don't know where the draft board is. That's um, all right.
1: It's a it's a dynasty show, anyways.
0: Allen was round four oh eight. There you go. There okay. you go. Dynasty time. Wide receiver yeah. tiers. So we each picked out three players we want to talk about, and here are the Draft Sharks rankings, dynasty receiver rankings at full PPR. I want to make sure. I'm going to scroll up to make sure that that's how I have it set. There it is. All right. Well, there's your top five. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Cooper Crop. I think it
1: is. I think it normally is set like that
0: for yeah. sure. Default. Devontae Adams at five. Here we go down to the next five. T. Higgins, Jalen Waddle, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Rashad Bateman. Let's start with Waddle, Adam. Yeah. So, go ahead, take it.
1: Yeah, sorry. I um, I think he's talented, but I'm you know for I'm I'm fading him in redraft and I'm fading him in dynasty because I just think he's he's the second best receiver on his team, um, and to another receiver who's not old. I mean, Tyreek Hill is what, 28? 28.4. Um, there you go. I mean, Tyreek Hill's better, and Tua I don't think is good. So I think that even if they move on from Tua, where are they going? Are they going to be able to trade for a veteran that's good? Are they going to have to draft one, and and, 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 um, uh, and it's going to be two or three years before he's good? I just, at at wide receiver seven, I think. I mean, I, I think he's fine. I'm fading him at Cost at ADP. If he falls, he's talented. Okay, but I think in that range, like I'm taking Diggs. I'm definitely taking Higgins. You know, I'm taking, you know, even Rashad Bateman at, at cost. I'm taking over Tyreek Hill because really, Bateman, I am. I am, well at, at at cost. Bateman's not going. These are these are rankings. Oh, okay, uh, but like where I can get Bateman, I would much rather have him over J- Jalen Waddle. The only argument for taking Waddle is that you can trade him because if you you know in dynasty it's hard to like pass up on value when you know you can just take it and trade it because you know i know there's a lot of guys uh, a lot of smart guys are on Jalen i know um the guys over at the goat district are high on waddle if you're in a draft with them sorry guys take him and trade him to, to trade him to one of those guys so i mean that's where i, I kind of struggle with the with the fading guys you know based on their adps but i just think. Waddle's the second-best receiver there. He's the same type of receiver as Tyreek Hill, and the quarterback situation has me, has me off of him.
0: I want to not care too much about the quarterback situation because he's 23, and how long do I expect to be in this league? You know, a decade, maybe, depending on your age. Like, There's always that point, but I think a couple of things are the most important things. The first thing is, how good is your roster? right? And any question about any player in a vacuum doesn't really help you if it doesn't account for how good is your roster. So when people ask questions of analysts, like, well, should I make this trade? I don't know. Almost every time, I don't know. If you're offering something obscene, then I will know. But if it's something close, which is probably the only reason why you're asking, well, what is your... Strengths and weaknesses of your roster and the age of your roster. And are you 88? Because if you're 88, you probably want to win now. If you're <laughs> six years old, then maybe you're willing to take your time and, and stock up on the young guys. Wide receiver, it, I think it's probably always true. But look at the wide receiver world we're in right now with Chase and Jefferson and Lamb. Those are Draft Sharks' top three. Then you have cup and Adams at four and five. Back to the young guys and been Higgins and Waddle, and then Bateman making the top 10 is amazing. I don't mind it. It's just like he's so young that you want to ride it out, you know? And so for me, Waddle would be four because really at wide receiver, no matter, you know, notwithstanding what the circumstances of the league are or my roster, I would always want to be on these guys who are all like 23 or less Chase, Jefferson lamb higgins waddle they're all like super young and so i feel like waddle is great i don't even think waddle got to do last year some of what he's great at you know down the field everything was short and and that's that's miami so i think there's a lot there with this player the fact that jamar chase exists sort of reduces waddle and i would love to have him
1: yeah no i i get it On, on the age and and The talent, he just got, he got so many targets last year and that's just never, it's not going to happen in this Dolphins atmosphere, in this situation that that he's in, unless they get a new quarterback or he leaves eventually, or Tyreek Hill leaves. It's just, it's not, I don't think it's going to happen. So I would just take him and trade him to someone who loves him or just not take him at all personally, but we can move on. if
0: If you had Waddle on your team, you wouldn't trade him for a one next year. Everybody loves next year's draft. You wouldn't make a trade like that. Who are you trading Waddle for? You're trading him for like, you know, Austin Eckler or somebody that you can win now with at a different position or Kelsey maybe, but you would want to get something else. I think in dynasty, right? Like you wouldn't, what are you trading? Who are you trading Waddle for in dynasty? I mean, I'm trading what you're talking about one next year. I
1: would, I would trade Waddle for a piece. And I mean, if I'm guaranteed a top two, can I get a top two pick next year for Jalen Waddle? I mean, I, I just think that, uh, to me, quarterback is 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 everything to me when it comes to the receivers and dynasty. And I don't, and I think there are receivers that are a little bit older, sure, but they have such better quarterback situations locked in long term. I think that you know, I think it has a lot to do to do with it. Now, granted, he did it last year with a guy who I don't think is very very good at quarterback, but a lot a lot has changed. You know, everything's changed since since then. So. We'll see. I mean, I, I would trade Waddle. I would put him, I would put him on the market and let the market decide what, uh, what, what I'm getting for, but I would probably want a receiver back.
0: Last year's point is a good point. As a rookie, he was great on a team you don't like. They have a new coach who should be better for their offense than there was. And next year, his quarterback is going to be Brady. (laughs)
1: That's right. Now, if it's, if it's Brady, and you're telling me I'm getting two years? God, Brady at 50 years old. Are you kidding me? Oh, I can't hey, even imagine. Watch that. it.
0: Watch it. <laughs> Careful.
1: But I would take T. Higgins over, over, over Waddle. Moving on to T. T. Higgins.
0: Yeah. Well, we did that in the FFWC 1K. We took Higgins over Cup in that draft. And we got Cup on the way back. So I feel pretty good about that, especially looking at these rankings. I mean, T Higgins is a star. Chase is there a little bit similar to Miami in that way. You're not going to have a problem with the quarterback. I think in this case, Higgins will come up. One thing that will be interesting on him, I guess, if not next year after that, a lot can change first, but whether he's in Cincinnati, because they don't really spend on guys and Burrow and chase are also going to be a part of the equation. And so will a player like Higgins say, they make the super bowl again in the next two years. And everybody has every, every reason to be confident in all those three guys. um, Do they have room for all those? We talked to Joe Goodberry on my WGR show yesterday. And he knows the Bengals. Like he's, he's my favorite Bengals guest. And he said, he talked about Jesse Bates, the safety on the Bengals. Like, look, they have, if, if they sign him to a deal that costs $40 million, or that's a 40, that's a forty it's $40 million up front, they have to put that money into escrow for him immediately. And I'm not sure he said the Bengals' owners are able to do that, let alone willing. So money is a consideration. I know it sounds insane because these are NFL teams that are all worth a billion dollars or five. But um, they have to have the money, they have to be liquid enough at that moment to put the money in, I don't know. I'm getting way ahead of myself when it comes to T Higgins. Love the player. Love the player. And I would put him right there for Waddle five in a list like this.
1: Yeah, I love, I love Higgins too. I love, again, this is the opposite of Waddle. I love that he's, now he's the number two, just like Waddle, I think is the number two on Miami, but he's, but he's in an offense with a quarterback who's really, really good. Um, quarterback's young. He's a pass. He's a pass first, pass second, pass third quarterback, um, in, 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 an offense that, you know, he's and, and, and the long term situation is either they're either going to resign him and he's tied to J- Joe Burrow. Um, and you know, a situation that's really, really good for him and Jamar Chase, who can take coverage away from him. You can make the same argument for, for, for Waddle as well. Um, but he's also, or he could get a ton of money and move on and be an alpha somewhere. You know, I mean he could be the number one locked into 140 150 targets every single year with a, with a different really good quarterback now there's there's the option that he also goes somewhere and and isn't with a good quarterback and isn't in a good offense so there is there is that but i i, I think the bengals are going to want to keep a guy that they drafted that's that good and that young and has a rapport um so that's where i love tegans we you know we reached on him maybe in the dynasty but i don't you know who cares he's young he's great and we ended up getting getting cooper cup anyways who really fell so if we would have flip-flopped that taking cooper cup first at adp and taking higgins later on at adp i think no one would you know we wouldn't be saying anything but
0: i'll I'll tell you what else i'll tell you what else we the guy we passed on that we almost took wasn't it's on one of these shows wasn't cup it was aj brown i haven't seen his name yet on this list
1: yeah, no. I, in fact, if you scroll 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 down see if you can find, I did his name because there's um, the next
0: five, and I have done that, and I don't see him there either.
1: Yeah, I, we got a comment here from Dave G. says Bateman seems a little high to me. Surprised AJ Brown didn't crack the top ten. Well, Apparently, he hasn't crack, cracked the top fifteen either. No, nope. in these in this s- situation, but um, I mean, if I'm, I'm going to talk. About why it, did why did
0: I argue against AJ Brown? Uh, you argued against him. It was was it his uh, knee injuries? Surgeries on both knees already. Yeah. It's not even, it's not about Jalen Hurts or the Eagles. It was a little bit of physical. We don't have that as other guys. Higgins had a shoulder injury that set him back a little bit, but not expected to be something that, you know, defines yeah. him or continues to be a problem or anything. It's not chronic. Right. And
1: uh, I know what we're planning on talking about, AJ Brown, I don't, I don't think, but um, I, I really love, um, I love, I love taking Higgins over Brown for for sure. And AJ Brown, yeah, the two knee injuries, you know, an offense that has a has a run, running, a quarterback whose fantasy relevance relies really on his running. Devonta Smith is good, you know, the tight end is good. They've got you know weapons there. A.J. Brown, I mean, all the number, all the underlying numbers say that he's going to have a year where he just dominates and is unbelievable. But like you said, the underlying numbers don't take into account the multiple knee surgeries. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I'm i fine with passing on a guy like A.J. Brown also. Uh, but he certainly could. Uh, he certainly could have a monster, monster year.
0: I love him. I'm not down on him. I don't think the knee surgery thing has to be relevant, but it was like a coin flip in that moment, and I was having to take Higgins. Um, and I don't even know if A.J. Brown had been traded at that point. Like, it was not even – I'm not even sure of that because you and I do a 100 of these drafts. So we're through 15. We're going to talk about number 17. You want to assume, since you know who 17 is, that Brown is going to be 16 on this list? Uh, sure. Would you, would you 100% of the time put A.J. Brown above the guy you wanted to talk about who was at Seventeen.
1: Uh, Jerry Judy. There he is. There he is. Wow. A.J. Brown ahead of Jerry Judy. What are the ages on? Brown behind behind Godwin is interesting, right? That that is interesting. I would take both of them over over Godwin. And for the same thing, quarterback. Tom Brady's getting older. He might move on. Maybe he wants to move on. Who knows what's going to happen at quarterback there? You know, Godwin's been banged up. Year after year, you know what I mean? So it's not, it's not like he's been the picture of, of of health. Um, What are the ages there for Judy and AJ Brown?
0: Judy is 23.2. Brown is 25. Yeah,
1: there you go. I mean, I do like that Judy's two years younger. Um, I love, so I love Judy. I think he is in one of these ambiguous receiving cores that you don't know the answer. So just if you bet on a guy like Judy, uh, amazing prospect coming out of high school, amazing prospect coming out of college. Um, a guy that was drafted very highly in the first, he was drafted in the first round. He's now getting a, a massive, massive upper quarterback position reminds me a lot of Cooper cup last year. I mean, the move from Goff to Stafford is probably not as big uh, but, but, but maybe not as big as this, as this move here to, to, to Russell Wilson, but man, you get these guys that are, can really play and it's ambiguous. So people, people don't know a year from now, Jerry Judy could be a top five dynasty receiver and to be able to get him, not knowing, Oh, is it Cortland Sutton? Is it Judy? Is it both? Do we have a, do we have a, um, a Higgins, Jamar chase situation on on our hands where there's two uh, really good receivers I like to bet on Judy. I like to bet on that talent. I know it's a super small sample size, but Judy was draft sharks breakout player of the year last year. He was, he was, he was having a really good uh, week one. I know it's only one week, but he was, he looked like he was set to explode. And then he had a high ankle sprain all year. So you really takes time to come back from that. And even when he came back, he wasn't in tip top form. Cortland Sutton was irrelevant when Judy was back, not even at a hundred percent. So I lean Judy in that case of Judy versus Sutton. And so you can get him right now uh, so much cheaper than, than you can. And I like to buy these ambiguous receiving course um, uh, early before that player explodes.
0: Yeah. Um, I, everybody loves the prospect. A lot of different ways Denver could go. Sutton is off an ACL. Like that was last year where he came back from the injury, but he has had that injury. I don't think, I don't don't know anything that tells me that that is meaningful in trying to forecast these players. There's Tim Patrick, there's Aquabinam, there's even Javante Williams out of the backfield. There's even Dulcich, if you want. Like there's a lot of things that could happen in Denver, but Judy has the first round capital. It's not this GM though um and sometimes that ends up being important in terms of dynasty the worst case scenario for jerry judy in denver is that he's somebody else's great receiver in a couple years so um i would not be shy about him in this uh in this situation at all but for this year and a lot of these rankings of course have uh would factor that in um you know you might want to be a little bit careful i think adp reflects that about judy you've seen sutton move past him and certain other guys there, including the guy I want to bring up next, have also passed him. And that, that player I'm thinking about is Hollywood Brown. Mm. So if you go to the next page on the Draft Sharks rankings, 18 Deontay Johnson, 19 Debo Samuel, 20 Terry McLaurin, who signed a big deal, that's probably good for him, uh, 21 Keenan Allen, and then Hollywood Brown at 22. The, the The simple question when you talk to fans about Hollywood Brown is, like, is he good? You, you, you'll run into people who just feel like they've seen his drops. You know, they're they get they, they're on Twitter and they see him drop big touchdown passes or, I mean, other games too. Like, he had a problem last year. He also sort of strangely felt like he wasn't – well, it's not that strange. Like, if, you, if you're a receiver on the Baltimore Ravens and you think your team isn't doing enough to sort of set you up, get you open, scheme you open, and accommodate you, then you might have a point. I, w- I wouldn't argue against that, but he did get tons of targets. Like he did, he was very relevant. Even when Jackson went out, Brown was a cog in their V the cog in their passing game, except for Mark Andrews. So now he goes to Arizona, and that is really a little bit of a who knows. Adam, the, the Cardinals. Hopkins on suspension. Kirk gone. Hollywood in. Rondale right, and then what Ertz was last year. Edmonds gone too. I have been drafting a lot of Marquise Brown in best ball. I would love to have him in dynasty leagues, young enough draft capital team trades for him like the Cardinals did and the quarterback's great. So um, uh, sign me up for him.
1: Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get it with, with Hollywood. I'm, I'm, I'm probably more into him in in redraft than I am in dynasty. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I see it. He's got the, the rapport maybe, what do they call that? The what? Are, what are the the guys over at uh, Savage Run call it? The the shower narrative with uh, Hollywood and and Kyler Murray. They went to college and they, they got that okay. connection and and all that type stuff. So um, I I I I like that. I see that. You know, and the reason why I probably I like him better in redraft is because he's going to get the first six weeks without um, DeAndre Hopkins there. But yeah, no, I see it. He's he's fast, super super fast, explosive. Kyler Murray can buy time just like Lamar Jackson because he's going to a very similar type of quarterback who can buy time, who has an arm that can get it down the field. So we'll see. It's all about how Kingsbury wants to use him. But I, I, I certainly i am fine with taking Hollywood at cost there because he is young and um, and he's already got that, that relationship with the quarterback who I don't think is going
0: anywhere. He does go in round three in underdog best ball drafts. So he's not a steal or anything like that, Brown. And, and often you're trying to stack there. And that's one reason why I've had a lot of Marquise Brown is because I'm trying to build Murray teams. Kyle Pitts, Hollywood Brown, Kyler Murray, they play week 17. Then Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore has moved to the first place of players I have in that uh, best ball mania. 39 teams and Moore is at 11, the new leader. Okay. Scrolling down, Amari Cooper is pretty low. Cortland Sutton is very low. I mean, 26 is not 23, but he is pretty low on this list, almost outside of the wide receiver three category for Dynasty. Let's get all the way down here to George Pickens. Yes. At 45, right in front of his teammate who announced his draft pick. That's right. Chase Claypool. Awkward. What about Pickens, Adam?
1: I mean, I think he was – one of the most, if not the most talented receivers coming out in this, in this this draft class, the injury, the kind of the attitude, you know, the attitude and stuff like that. But man, I want to bet on talent and I want to bet on Steelers receivers. I mean, they just have drafted, they know how to draft receivers, right? I mean, you go, I mean, Heinz Ward, Antonio Brown, Juju, Deontay Johnson, Plexico Burris, Yancey Thigpen, Emmanuel Sand, I mean, they just draft all these C- Cordell Stewart, you know. They just they draft, they draft all the Mike Mike Wallace, Chase Claypool, you know. It's just they just know how to draft. They draft talent, right? And yeah, there you go, Stallworth, Randall L, <laughs> Randall L. I mean, they draft these guys and they draft talent and. You know there, I don't think there's a better coach in the league for George Pickens to have, to have gone to. I think Mike Tomlin handles, he handles, you know, players' personalities. We found out better than anyone. We didn't know that Antonio Brown was this head case, we didn't know Le'Veon Bell was this head case for years. They were great, they were still their offense was explosive, and then come to find out, these guys are all head cases. So Pickens can be a little bit of a head case, but I think this was the spot to go. I think he's probably the best, most talent wise, maybe not day one, but I think he's might be the most talented receiver on this team. I want to bet on talent. I want to bet on George Pickens and all the dynasty leagues. I want to get him and in redraft, I'm taking him too, but I like him even better in dynasty because I'm not so sure year one, he's going to be awesome because the quarterback situation, but I think maybe two or three years from now, he might be a really, really awesome dynasty
0: player. Quarterback situation off an injury and sometimes in a dynasty draft he will slip because yeah. you know people want to win now and they'll draft somebody like a maybe Christian Watson instead who is likely no to be on the field for Aaron Rodgers' team like right away but i mean they were drafted Watson was drafted ahead of Pickens but um i, I feel like that the the tipping point there is how good your team is and if you if you're not like look if you're the best team in your league or second best team in your league, you can trade that pick because somebody wants picking. Somebody wants Skymore in that range, and you can just go get some running back. Like You can go get Dalvin Cook or somebody like that with a draft pick thrown in that can help you win that year. Otherwise, you want to build it. This is fine. I don't really believe in the Steelers know how to draft point so much because I don't think anybody does. They just happen to have a – I mean, you want to mention John Stallworth, Adam. I can't stop you um because they did they did draft he's in, he's in the hall of fame but i really don't sort of buy into that um we'll see the steelers are way you you have to agree they are so overdue to be terrible
1: <laughs> you've been the vibe i get from your off season is you you want pittsburgh to be so bad for so long i i i feel i feel the energy coming through that so let me just let me ask you a quick question why don't you buy like some guys are good at fantasy football and some guys are not good at fantasy football why can't the Steelers be good at drafting receivers maybe they've got maybe they just draft talent maybe they've got a whatever metrics that they use I know they haven't I know the same guys didn't draft stalwart that drafted now but they've I feel like they've hit on a lot of receivers the past 10 15 20 years I feel like you know, they hit more than other teams hit. Now, I don't have a study on that, but I feel like they've always got two or three good ones every year. You know, there's never, you know, there's never Kelvin Benjamin and Robert Foster out there running around. You know, it's always two good ones at least. So,
0: I don't know. A, a few things. Thinking. I mean, you you had a Hall of Fame quarterback who has been able to, at least until his later years, make it work with those guys. And and that's not everything. Um Small school and Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown stands out. He's one of the best ever. And they were willing to put him on the field. You know, he. some teams would be reluctant with a later round draft pick or small school. There's sort of a pedigree point that they fail at, and they might not put him on the field. I, just, I, I still think the sample size is too small. I think if you have 32 teams and you're talking about what? only Really, what only matters is the last even 20 years is a lot. So you're talking about a half dozen guys over that span, and you've had Ward, who was excellent, and Antonio Brown, who's elite. Then you have other guys, like, take Juju. I, I, I'm i not here to argue that he had, wasn't a great prospect and can't be a great player, and he was when Brown was on the field, but after that, he has been nothing, and teams don't want him, and he tried to move on last year, and nobody wanted him at all. I mean, really, in this league, I, I'm making an argument against sort of my – my true feelings because I'm drafting Juju and I do believe in the player, but um, you know, he was kind of turned away in a league where everybody's throwing the ball last year. And then he took a small deal this year. I don't know. I'm not trying to beat you up. I just think in terms of the Steeler point, there's it's too few guys. You really do have to limit the, uh, the block of time we're talking about. And when you're talking about six or seven guys, could one team hit six or seven in a row out of 32, sure, that's what should happen. There's probably a team that's missed every one of those, and they would have the same sort of, uh, well, the inverse kind of success rate. But really, there's so much randomness in it that I don't take any of that too seriously. I'm not saying that I'm right. Sure. Hey, I got we, we
1: got a quick uh, question here. I don't know if you want to dive into this. Gabe, Gabe Davis. <laughs> the Gabe Davis.
0: He was not on the list, but I'm happy to talk about a player that is being that a listener or a viewer is asking about. That's right. Uh, Davis is such a cool test case or uh, case study this year. Like, not a great prospect, mid-round pick. The Bills put him in. Huge touchdown year. You know, great plays. The next year comes along. They don't give him time on a team with – they went to the AFC Championship. They had Diggs, Allen in his prime, all of it. They still sign Manny Sanders who they had liked already and Davis kind of trudges along, plays less in year two, but then that playoff game happened. I'm fine with them in terms of drafting them. Other people have already said it. You really are sort of, you're trying to stack it and you're trying to, you know, um, well, you're trying to do that and you're drafting them. It probably is what near is near the, the, the ceiling near what the best you're going to get from Davis, but I'm not afraid of him at all. And I think, there's a potentially great player there. I mean, players change and I wouldn't want to be, this is important to me, for me to say, I would not want to be a slave to what he looked like on film three years ago or even two years ago or even one year ago to the Bills uh, because circumstances change and um, I'm not afraid of Davis and in Dynasty, I don't know, Adam, like what's he worth to you in Dynasty?
1: He's one of the few guys that like has a has a, like a lower dynasty ranking that he does like a redraft ranking. And he's so young. Um, I, I really like him in a sense that again, he's another guy that hasn't that I don't think has hit his peak yet. Kind of like a Jerry Judy. Like, so I, I get the film thing. I get, you know, I understand the film and the and being you know, a, a later round pick, um, not a later, but not a, not, not a first or second round pick. And, I don't think the bills knew what they had and get Gabe Davis coming after year two. Cause people are talking about all oh, they went and got Emmanuel Sanders. I don't think they knew what they had and get Gabe Davis. I think they know what they have in Gabe Davis now. And I think they just showed you with NFL free agency and the NFL NFL draft. I mean, they drafted a receiver in the fifth round. I think yeah. um, it was as high as they went, you know, they brought in a, uh, you know, a, a journeyman slot, slot receiver, really. I mean, they, I think they want Gabe Davis to, to be the man. And, the way I like to look at things is what's his future look like? What does the quarterback position look like? The bills keep their guys. If he's a guy that they drafted and they've developed and Josh loves him and Josh loves him and the front office loves him. He's going to be in Buffalo unless he absolutely is demanding crazy money. I think he's going to be in Buffalo for a long time. So tie him to Josh Allen, um, you know, him being you know young, him being ascending, and, and getting him cheap now, he's again. another guy that you're, you you got to buy him before. because next year he could be, he won't be crazy high because you still got digs there. But he's a guy that could skyrocket in ADP next year.
0: What do you think of Davis ranked where he's ranked on this draft charts list?
1: Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What, what do we got? <sighs> Renfro. Oh. Oh, I'm taking him ahead of all of them. Renfro, you're, you're the Sky Moore campaign manager. You're taking a high I know, but Sky Moore, I've, I've been kind of. I got Sky Moore when he was going in like the ninth round of not dynasty, but the ninth round of these drafts. And now that he's up, moved up to the seventh round, you know, there's, you know, that, that, that receiving core has a lot of ambiguity. Like, you know, it could, it, maybe it isn't Sky Maybe it is VS, Maybe it is Juju. It probably, it probably is Juju. But uh, so. But for dynasty, oh yeah, Gabe Davis, because we know Gabe Davis is good, good enough, right? I mean, over Sky Skymore, over IUK, over oh certainly over Dotson. Love you know, I love I love the draft sharks rankings and stuff, but God. I think I think uh, I think even they're a little, I think even we are a little bit low on Gabe Gabe Davis. I mean, everyone has their own personal rankings, but um I'm not one of these like Gabe Davis and redrafts going like wide receiver twenty three. I'm not one of those one of those guys. But in, in, in Dynasty, if I can get him behind all these guys, oh, well, I'm definitely I'm definitely taking him.
0: You know, in, in terms of Dynasty, Dave, I mean, you got to read the room, right? Like, is who owns Davis? Is it somebody that, you know, you can beat in a trade? Is it somebody that might feel like, you know, he's watching shows or reading articles? And I think maybe the general attitude about there's a lot of talk about him might be slanted toward, like, who are we kidding? Like, why are we drafting him ahead of DJ Moore sometimes or certain guys? Like, you know, play, figure out where you stand this year and maybe there's a stack with Allen or something and try to figure out a way if you're really all in. But if you're not, somebody else is, right? So I, I don't think you have to work at it that hard in terms of getting Davis on your team. And if you happen to not be a believer, you should be able to, Trade him for something really good because in a 12 team league, at least one person in your league is really into him. They all watched, everybody watched that playoff game. Everybody believes in Allen right now and that offense. So it depends on sort of where you fit into your league, I think. Want to do Adam Thielen really quick?
1: Yeah, let's do Thielen.
0: I don't know. I wanted to just sort of bring him up to ask you about it. There he is in the Draft Sharks list behind. Uh, well, at least one player who's not actually on a team in (laughs) Will Fuller. You know, Thielen is almost 32. I'm not throwing shade at the rankings either. I, I mean, I know that some of the metrics are in decline when it comes to him, which is not any sort of news because of his age, but so, so good. Such a technician around the goal line. Yeah. And I think they're a little bit more pass happy this year. Most people seem to. I've been buying Thielen in a couple of spots. If I have a win-now team, and on those, like I'm happy to trade a pick next year or, you know, one of these rookie receivers for Adam Thielen, the value has to work. But I'm I'm going with them.
1: Did we trade or draft Thielen in our FFWC 1K? I think we did.
0: Maybe. Right now, I'm hoping that we did, but I'm gonna have to look.
1: Yeah, look while I'm talking. Yeah, Thielen, they're going to a pass happy offense. I'm no, I'm a, I'm so annoyed because the other day uh I was in a redraft, not a dynasty, and I and I was torn. I went down to the last second, and maybe it had been in the football guys, I think. And I took um Amari Cooper over Thielen. And then like the next day it came out that Justin Jefferson absolutely loves the direction of this offense, can be pass happy and all this other stuff. My god, shoot. But um, yeah, yeah. He's, he's old and he's banged up, but here he's a technician around the goal line. When, when he's healthy, when he, I mean, put it this way, when he's active this year, maybe even next year, receivers, crafty receivers can play a little bit longer. Maybe even next year, he can give you something. If you're a, if you're a win now team, absolutely. Um, trade for him from a team. If you can get him off a team, that's not win now. Um, I love a guy like Thielen. you can get him and lock him into your, Wide receiver three spot, uh, and you can get him way, way late into, in, in dynasty leagues while you wait for some of your younger talent at receiver to to develop. So I definitely love feeling, Um I this is gonna sound weird. I like him more in dynasty than I do in redraft because I can take him really, really late and count on a year out of him if he if he can stay healthy. You're paying a little bit more of a premium in redraft um, to to get him, but if he can give you two more years, you 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 won no matter where you where you drafted
0: him. Right, right. There's the roster if you want it. Oh, yeah.
1: What do we got? Is he there? Yep. There he is. Oh, I love it. See, I like him even more now.
0: We traded for Cousins after this draft in a deal with Prescott. So we drafted Prescott, as you'll see on the right. But now we have Cousins to go with Thielen. I don't know. I didn't do it for that reason. We didn't do it for that reason. But um, – Starting lineup, Cousins against the Packers or Carr against whoever they play? Cousins
1: uh, against the Packers. P- probably Carr.
0: I don't know the week one schedule as well as I know 17. 17. <laughs> yeah. What what type they of – They play, play the Niners in the 17. They play the Niners in 17. And what the Vikings type? play the Packers again. They play one in 17. Same with um, oh Miami New England. Miami, New England are both Week One, Week Seventeen. Interesting. Thank you. What a Thank what you. a world
1: that we live in that we don't even care about Week One. It's all about Week seven, Seventeen. Uh,
0: that's 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 fantastic. But um, Raiders Week One. I should know that. though. we've talked a lot about Week One, right? I want to find that out. Week One. I should know that. Come on, Raiders. Uh, I don't even know. Wait for this. I don't even know what city the Raiders are playing in. We'll be in it when they play. Uh, they're at the Chargers. Ooh, pass rush. No, that's that's
1: that's definitely Carr. That's definitely Carr. People are gonna. Call Why don't me. you
0: hide something under your seat at Bills Rams and tape something under your seat? And we okay. come on the deep end Friday or Saturday, and you tweet or say on the show what you put under the seat, and then we'll see if someone claims it at Raiders Chargers three days later. <laughs> <In the laughs> <same state. laughs> right.
1: That's it's a good idea.
0: Great, Great idea. idea. Oh. Who wouldn't love that idea? All right, that'll do it for tonight. The Deep End Dynasty Edition back next week. One more time, the Scott Fishbowl Draft. Anybody in Western New York or within uh, driving distance? We'd love to have you there that night. Any Deep End watchers? Anybody wants to meet Thurman Thomas or Louis G or Kyle Turner or Zachary Krueger or the main event winners from last year? It'll be a you know a star-studded event. Seventy-five bucks, including food, chances to win big raffles, and meet. Thurman, and maybe even us, if you care, watch a couple Scott Fishbowl drafts. How could you lose? All for charity, Thurman's Foundation, and the Buffalo Urban League. Thanks to them for hooking up with us. Adam, happy 4th of July.
1: Same same to you. Same to you. See you Tuesday. I'll, I'll be there. See you guys. All right.